0: Lincoln Radio Studio and the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong. I can change a diaper with one hand. Jack, back, Jack. And
1: Joe Getty. Joey Baby. Hello. Hello. I love Tiny people. Armstrong and Getty. But I know this. They're
2: loco. So it's a hustle.
3: Yeah, it's a ah! And now. He
4: is Armstrong and Getty.
3: So uh, I don't know the context of, of this fella. Tristan Harris. Uh, um, yeah, he was a uh, one uh, uh, of the people behind the Netflix Social Dilemma documentary.
2: Which I still haven't watched. Everybody says is great.
3: Yeah, it's really powerful.
4: Yeah, and he was on the Marr show, huh? Yes. Yeah, uh, listen to the chilling words of Mr.
5: Harris. Imagine a husband and wife couple. They follow the same friends on Facebook. They've got the same friends, so if they open up Facebook, they should see the same feed. But that's not actually how it works. They'll right. actually see completely different realities... Based on what the algorithms will say, this is the thing that's likely to keep you here. And what that did is took the shared reality we have, put it through a paper shredder, and gave each of us a micro-reality in which we're more and more certain that we're right and the other side is wrong, and it's, it's totally confused us. I mean, we are, we are so confused. We're 10 years into this process now.
4: Yeah, it's good. And they go into greater length in the documentary about how that works. But if nothing else, then... If you see something that seems solid saying, uh, I don't know, pick something out of the air, the coronavirus uh, vaccine from Pfizer is going to be effective and safe. And then you come across something three days later that says it's not. You've got to be moved off your previous position. It's harder to change your mind than to establish a thought in your mind. And you have people, you know, even... And that's a fairly innocent phenomenon. But if it's being done on purpose to manipulate you, yeah, that's chilling. Uh, roll on, big man.
5: Because of this competition for attention, the company started getting really aggressive about how could what could they dangle in front of your nervous system to get you to come back? If you ever try to, to um, delete your Facebook account, it'll actually show you. Uh, five friends' faces and says, are you sure you want to delete your account? These five photos, these five friends, they're going to miss you. So it's like a digital drug lord. When you, when you leave, they try to figure out something to dangle in front of you to convince you to, to come back.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. That's clever. Oh, I won't hear what Jenny's up to anymore. I do
5: love Jenny. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, there's a great stat recently that um, Republicans estimate that a third of Democrats are LGBTQ even though only uh, 6% are. And Democrats estimate that um, 38% of Republicans make more than $250,000 a year, oh, wow. even though it's only two, uh, 2% wow. of Republicans make that much money. Wow. So we, we really have been confused by these individual realities that have warped all of our perceptions.
2: Yeah, that's wow. absolutely incredible. Wow. That's mind-blowing. Yeah, it is. You talk about having a different view of the world. If you think... of Republicans make more than a quarter of a million dollars a year. When it's 2%, you have a different view of America. Of course you would vote a certain way. Of course you'd feel a certain way about taxes and, you know, the rich need to pay their fair share. Of course you would.
4: And why Republicans tend to be against higher taxes. Selfish bastards. They're all rich.
5: That's nutty. Go on. So there's this weird situation we're in where if you let the Frankenstein run without any controls. And so anything goes viral if it gets the most clicks and likes, that just rewards the most conspiracy theories. Alex, you know, YouTube, for example, recommended Alex Jones InfoWars conspiracy theories 15 billion times, which is more than the combined traffic of New York Times, Washington Post, Guardian, Fox News combined. And when you just realize the scale of, of, of all of that, um, conspiracy theories are especially dangerous because they're like a trust bomb. They warp your perception of everything that comes after it. In fact, the best predictor of whether you'll believe in a new conspiracy theory is whether I already got you to believe in one. And once you believe, for example, the election is rigged or it's stolen, then you perceive everything through that lens and it it warps all of your perception.
2: I need to know more dumb people. Or at least uh not very well informed people. Well what? Because I don't well, I just I don't know that many people that are fording around Alex Jones. Uh Clips mm-hmm. at a greater rate than things coming out of, you know, legitimate news sources. A,
3: a little bit of that is is funny statistical math because he has been playing in those waters for a lot longer than the major networks have. So he was in earlier, more often, with more pieces of shareable things, right? So he was just operating on a digital scale at a, a completely different scale than most of your traditional news uh, outlets, whether it be Fox or CNN or whatever. Yeah.
2: I need to get, uh, I don't know. D- d- dumb is not the right word, and that's a, that's a mean word. But, like, uh, I don't know what. I don't know what the right word is, but I need I need to. Credulous? That's a little fancy. I, I need to have more people in my orbit that, so give me an idea, because I don't, I don't have anybody who's sending me stuff like that. Very, every once in a while, a few things, but not like regularly. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it, that's fairly common for, some crowd
4: people like us who are not personally on facebook have no appreciation for how vast facebook is yeah and and then you know you add on google youtube tiktok uh instagram that's like everybody and i've intentionally kept myself out of most of that i've i've substantially given up twitter not completely, but
3: substantially. Hmm. Just a quick reminder, YouTube is Google, and Instagram is Facebook. Right. 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 Say so, that yeah, again. Their, their effect is tremendous. Can you say that again? YouTube is Google. Yeah. owns YouTube. Yeah. Facebook yeah. owns Instagram. They are just uh, offshoots of the, the larger parent company. And TikTok is the communist Chinese.
2: Yeah, my wife is a big Facebook person, but she quit a couple of weeks ago. She said that she realized it was stressing her out
4: yeah I tell you what over the last several weeks especially i have I have gone from in a lovely mood, enjoying life to angry and anxious looking at Twitter
2: <laughs> well that's you would think that the normal beast. Every time I, you know, every time I try to eat this animal, it scratches my eyes out. I'm gonna punch
4: this beehive one more time.
2: <laughs> I Think I'll stop doing that, but no. How well, the bees. Ah, it's the end of a long day. I'm in a pretty good mood. Let's see, I worked hard today. Little relaxation. Think I'll see what's on Twitter. Day after day. Right now I'm miserable and angry, and the world's going to hell.
4: Well, that's why you got to watch the documentary. They talk about how they manipulate you, how they get you to come back. I want to see how many likes, how many retweets I just got.
2: I don't care about that. Maybe that's because I got this for a living. I just I can't I can't possibly care about that. But you know, I do do you know, I've got an outlet for that sort of and for some sort of approval.
3: And if you don't respond to the shareability of the things you post, they know that. And their thing is now to forward you stories, because you're th- if you're not there for shareability stuff, you're there to get information. So they know that, and they know which stories to put in front of you, because the last time they put a story like this in front of you, you clicked on it and read it.
2: Yeah, I realize it. it's a, clearly a human tendency, and it works. I see the way my kids get motivated on video games by getting various things that don't actually mean anything. Man, my my favorite thing to do online is Porn? become... Teat.
4: <laughs> no. It's actually uh, words with friends. It's Scrabble. You play your friends in Scrabble. Um, that's way
2: different than porn. It's
4: so so laden with badges and awards and daily goals. It's just really? constantly stopping the game. I mean, I, I oh, you've reached your daily goal. You played six words with the letter E. And I'm like, that's not my goal. <laughs> that's a stupid goal. My dog could do that, but I got to sit there for ten seconds as you congratulate me and say I've earned a, a golden unicorn turd or whatever it is. These I, idiotic awards they're I giving me. I
2: doubt that's like, an award. Like I
4: got a shelf full of them somewhere or something. I don't care. Can I opt out of that crap,
2: please?
4: Ugh. And the whole and and the one thing you know you've got seven games in a row with like my sister. I play against my sister all the time. Um And trying to get me to come back because you don't want to end your streak. I think about what they do to kids with that. Yeah. And how kids, they got got, the, you know, 340 days in a row on Instagram, and they feel like they have something. Mm, you because don't. they're young and impressionable, and they don't know the difference between something of value and something utterly, you know, vacuous like that. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. This
2: is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So, have you ever gone on uh, to the airport? You're going to fly. You put your bags up on the thing, and they say it, you're over the weight, and you either get it, need to get another bag, or pay, and then you got to pay extra, or you got to get some stuff out of your bag. I've had that happen before too. Like I was over the Hold 60- a
4: quickie f- auction.
2: I was over the. <laughs>
4: I I got a pair of golf shoes here, only worn three times. Who'll give me five dollars?
2: And when I did it, it wasn't a minor cost. I think it was $65 if I didn't didn't trim five pounds off of my bag. So you think, well, I suppose we could leave these, you know, a couple of towels out of here. That's two dollars worth of towels to save 65 bucks or something.
4: Here's a lot of underpants. Five pair of underpants, (laughs) lightly worn. Start the betting at a
2: dollar. I I was hoping for not worn at all. That's $100, sir. Step up. Lightly worn. <laughs> anyway, here you have... Non-smoking household.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> here you have four travelers eat 66 pounds of oranges to avoid extra airline fees. <laughs> no, they didn't. They did. What? I mean, not each combined. It took yeah. them four well, travelers, right. but that's still a lot of oranges. Oh, it's way too many. And they spent 20 to 30 minutes, uh, so they had a little time before their flight was going to leave. But they spent about 20 minutes, the four of them, gobbling down 66 pounds of oranges <laughs> to avoid the cost of being overweight on the bags. What, wouldn't that be like? How many oranges did they? Do
4: they have a count? I mean, the average orange isn't a pound, so you're oh, looking. Oh no, 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 not even close. 175 oranges among four people <laughs> sounds like another bet. Sean, want to make a quick thousand
3: bucks? Uh, uh, I'm getting about six oranges per pound. Oh my god! Great, <laughs> Scott.
2: So that's, well, you call it 70, uh,
4: 420 oranges. Wouldn't you look like an Oompa Loompa by the end of that? I mean, in seep
2: into your skin. You'd have orange movements for a week. We just stood there and ate the whole thing. It took us about 20 minutes, he said. After chowing down, however, the citrus reportedly, reportedly left painful sores in their mouths. Ooh. Uh, and one of the travelers claims he's had his fill of fruit forever. I never want to see an orange again, <laughs> said one man. Yeah, good plan.
4: There's principles involved here. Boy, that's paying the stupid tax right there. What are we going to do? Well, we could eat
2: it. So the charge for them, you know, I don't know their financial situation. It was going to be 46 bucks. If there's four of you, how about you split it four ways? It's like $11, $12 each.
3: Or, no, let's eat 150 oranges each because it starts at $45, Jack. And then before you know it, it's 160.
4: <laughs> we'll show them taking a stand
2: would i rather spend eleven (laughs) dollars or eat a thousand oranges
4: (laughs) i wonder if they they just stood there eyeing the uh the the baggage guy there at the carousel just staring at him sure mean mugging him as they ate each orange clearly it was the
2: principle of the thing at that point it was not the money it was a you're not gonna beat me at this you don't believe i can eat all these oranges well i can i see the doubt in your eyes No man can eat 150 oranges. Michael, I think we need transition music. Woke culture is wearing people out, including uh,
1: liberal Bill Maher. I was reading about this guy, Winston Marshall, the banjo player in Mumford and Sons. Mm -hmm. This guy tweeted out that he liked a book. It's a book called Unmasked. I never heard of it. You never heard of it. It's apparently not... Favorable to Antifa, so it's mm-hmm. criticizing Antifa. Okay, people write books. He tweeted out, finally had the time to read your important book, You're a Brave Man, to the author. Now he has to step away. Everyone's always stepping away from the band. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and he, this is his apology. Again, so Soviet. Over the past few days, I have come to con- better understand the pain caused by the book I endorsed. What? Yeah. Would you hit somebody over the head with it? <laughs> I have offended not only a lot of people I don't know, but also those closest to me, including my bandmates. What a bunch of p they must be. <laughs> And for that, I am truly sorry. It's so Stalin-esque. It's so, you know what? Right, how about I can read what I want? I'm a musician. Don't well, worry. It won't happen again. Host-
2: yeah, we, we did that story. Uh,
4: that's so sickening. Not just because I really like that band, but
2: to see somebody <sighs> forced to their knees for daring to dissent. I don't know how we get back to the old days, but you know, Bill Maher looks at it the way anybody over 45 does. Like, yeah, people write books, some books are about this and some books are about that, what, whatever! What, what the hell difference does it make? And different people read different books, what, whatever! Well, well, not only that, become, that, how does that become anything?
4: But if you get into the particulars, then it's really scary because here's here's a book criticizing violent Marxist extremists. And he says, wow, that's a brave book. Well done. And his musician friends unleash such a torrent of of bitter tears. And then just the mucus of, of just, just horror that he even read it and said something nice about it. How could you be upset that upset? That the guy liked that book. That really speaks to how, how tribal and, 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 and how you must, your silence must be enforced. And God, they're way out there.
2: Robbie Suave, who we've had on many times, senior editor at Reason, which is a libertarian magazine, uh, was talking about the problem of defining cancel culture, but some people use it to try to protect themselves if they just, you know, made a bad policy choice. But, um, Uh, and how big a problem it actually is. And here's a quote. I think that it's the climate that we live in now, trying to define climate culture, the climate we live in now of being held accountable in a very severe and punitive way for things you've said or done maybe recently, but maybe in the distant past that don't totally reflect who you are as a person, but come to define you and come to cause you to really suffer. Uh, like I said, I don't know how we, I don't know how we step back from this because you make a comment, that do, that does define you. The social media goes wild if they decide to latch onto it. It can be a decade ago. It can be when you were a child. Your school or your employers or your friends freak out. Right. Because they think it's the end of the world, even though it'll be over in a day. Well, it's so obvious to anybody not
4: indoctrinated since they were a little kid in that horrific culture what's going on. I mean, it's... It's a crowd of people standing around and them all saying, I'm the most righteous. I'm the most righteous. No, no, no. I'm the most righteous. And then they have to prove how righteous and enlightened they are by attacking and tearing apart anybody who sins against the doctrine. Never mind that, that it was a long time ago or it's innocent or they didn't mean it that way or the standard itself is idiotic. You're demonstrating your own puritanical righteousness by tearing others down. And that's what's so sick about it. It's not about trying to make the world a better place. It's trying to aggrandize yourself. It's like I was saying the other day about presentism. Presentism is the most disgusting, humble brag in the world. If you can say Abraham Lincoln was a bad guy, you are stating I'm a better human being than Abraham Lincoln, which is a hell of a brag. It's a humble brag.
2: I was actually watching Bill Maher and his variety of comments against uh, cancel culture and wokeness and all that sort of stuff. I I wonder if he, uh, I wonder if he's long for this. Wonder at what point he crosses some sort of line. Well, he's on HBO, which helps, and I'm sure he has a contract.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
4: Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of
2: Armstrong and Getty. We are so ill-served by our media for a number of reasons. Clickonomics. Um, The fact that there's way less money in TV and radio than there used to be because of so much advertising dollars going online, even though they're incredibly ineffective. And advertisers are figuring that out, but yes, so they have uh, lower salaries in newsrooms all across America, which means less experience, less you know professionalism. And so many stories you get are just like pu- 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 the the public release from somebody, and they just they just read it, <laughs> mm-hmm. and nobody asks any of the obvious questions. So this is the way this story came to us yesterday. Before we used even the slightest bit of uh, you know cognitive power to try to dig into this the headline being teacher investigated for displaying nazi flag in sacramento area classroom district says so we would have done this story if it was anywhere in the united states but it just happens to be in our own backyard in fact it's the high school that sean went to positive sean went to a positive high school Rio Americano High School in Sacramento, California. School officials in the San Juan Unified School District are investigating a teacher after a flag from Nazi Germany was displayed in a classroom at campus. Now, me, just an average doofus, the first thing that popped into my head was, well, was he teaching World War II or something? Right. If he was, then that would explain it. Where's the controversy? And as I recall, there's a mention at some
4: point that that was among other flags of Germany. Right.
2: So I'll go on. Okay. Um, a Sacramento suburban school district said it has launched a full investigation following reports that a teacher at the high school displayed a flag from Nazi Germany in the classroom. No, a full uh, investigation. And, Ooh. Oh, they're not even going to do a, a pr- pr- pretty much most of an b- investigation. Or a or, fractional investigation or <laughs> a partial investigation. No, a full one. The school district wrote in a statement Tuesday that the teacher had several flags from Germany on display in their class, including a flag from Nazi Germany. It's almost as if he was teaching about the Nazi era in Germany. The district principal, Brian Ginter, and the uh, school released a statement saying the matter at the campus is being looked into as a potential hate incident. Neither statement identified the teacher.
4: Wait a minute. Is the guy a Nazi or was he teaching about Germany? If he's a Nazi, it's a hate
2: incident.
4: If he's teaching about Germany, it's not.
2: Seems like it's what, what
4: investigation.
2: Seems like it'd take you like uh, uh two minutes to talk to the teacher. So are you like displaying the flag and you make all the students stand up at the beginning of class and recite the German national anthem? Or are you just using it to teach history? <laughs> um The Nazi flag is a long standing symbol of hate and does oh, not it is? and does not represent the culture and values of our school district. Oh I thought it did. The school district wrote. Shut up A full investigation is currently underway. We're looking into why the teacher thought the flags were appropriate to use and ensuring both the instructor involved and others understand that this is not acceptable looking no. into it. He works there. Ask him understand that this is not an acceptable way to teach any curriculum. How about World War II? Actually, it turns out he's teaching symbolism and propaganda, which makes it an even better example of why you would use a Nazi flag. But we'll get into more of that later. But that, I like the blanket statement. It's not an acceptable way to teach any curriculum. That makes you a freaking moron. You should not be around children because you're so freaking stupid. That Brian Gittner, I assume you're not stupid. So are you just as scared of the woke What? That's a dumb thing to say. It's a dumb thing to say. You can't, you can't have anybody see the Nazi flag of part of any curriculum. That's moronic. So if you're teaching World War II, you're going to make sure you blank it out of any picture of Hitler. If I mean, what's if it's on the podium or something like that? You got to make sure it's not seen. What about the imperial flag of Japan? The atrocities they committed in China, please. What
4: about a picture of Mussolini? Oh no, you can't use that to teach about
2: that. I just, stuff. I can't believe a grown-up would say that out loud. It's not appropriate. It's not acceptable way to teach any curriculum. You, he is either an, a complete idiot, which I
4: doubt. I doubt that, or course. he's a convert to the cult. Or he's terrified of the woke So the,
2: uh, that was from the, I don't remember who had that version then. So the, uh, ABC News version of it did include that it was being part of, it was being used as part of a World War II history lesson. Oh, no way! Really? Um, In what sense? <laughs> <laughs> I
4: tell oh you my God. what, this, this is simultaneously Horrifying and hilarious. It's horrifying because the horrifying part is there are not only adults but people in authority in our institutions of learning whose whose thinking is this perverse.
2: Ah, uh, the flags were on display, and or cowardly. Uh, the flags were on display last week; were removed that week. Um, and they reference somebody's daughter who attends the high school and her friends who have taken the class with the teacher. Blah blah blah. Uh, They said that the flags have been used before in previous years. Yeah, I, I remember how school works. A lot of you teachers might remember how school works. You teach the same damn thing every year your entire life. <laughs> That's the way it works for a lot of teachers. Uh I don't think this makes the students in this classroom feel like that he cares about them, than he actually cares about they learn anything. As an educator, your classroom should reflect a welcoming and inclusive atmosphere.
4: <laughs> that is a stupid opinion it is bizarre and cowardly and you're not is that a parent or a kid or this, what? Is
2: a, this is a parent who's a kid you're a parent whose Good kid Lord. is in the class and she's a teacher herself as a teacher herself that, that is not surprising she said that she has never felt the need to display a permanent fixture of a nazi flag in her classroom well what do you teach <laughs> <laughs> are you a
4: third grade art teacher <laughs> well then no probably not all right kids let's all draw a
3: swastika yes sean no, yeah. Depending on the the subject matter, yeah, it would be grossly inappropriate I'm to a, teach. Uh, have... I'm,
2: I'm I'm the shop teacher. Uh, we, we
3: have
4: no
2: <laughs> Nazi flags.
4: <laughs> on the on the other hand, if you are teaching about symbolism and propaganda in the Nazi era. To not show the kids that flag and its omnipresence would be malpractice. People are so goddamn
2: dumb. Again, we're quoting one student's parents because I think it ended up the story we'll find out ends up offending two total people. Maybe. We only really know of one. This one a kid's parents, so the the husband joined in, too, and in, uh, involved in the school district, uh, said that the use of the flag crossed the line even for academics. I don't know what that means. You're an idiot, sir. We're speaking about a classroom, and we're speaking about, again, the students are not there voluntarily. They don't have an option to say, I don't want to go into that classroom today. He emphasized that if the item was brought in for a specific Nor should lesson... should they have that option. Sorry, go ahead. Ah, uh, ba bu- 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 uh, I do want my daughter to be challenged in her thought. No, apparently you do not. I do not want my daughter to learn and understand. I do want my daughter to learn and understand different viewpoints and ideas. No, apparently you do not. That's not what's happening here, and that's really the crucial element. We have to. How make do a, you know? We have to make a judgment call of what's appropriate and inappropriate, and this is no, certainly you need a situation. To do, it's an what inappropriate. You, what you need to do is shoot off your mouth without any of the facts, you buffoon. Um, The Teachers Association put out a statement that each student, staff, and member of our community deserves to feel safe, valued, and included. Further, we do not support speech or expressions that are hateful or derogatory. Nobody thinks you do.
4: But we do think you're cowards, you're misguided, you're cultists, and you're ruining American education. And if you still have your kids in public schools, A, know exactly what they're being taught and not taught, and B, get them the hell out of there if you can possibly do it.
2: So a spokesman for the school district, Raj Array, um, was the person quoted in uh, some of the news stories. And again, nobody pushed back on this story at all or or got an ant I don't know if they even asked. If they asked, they certainly didn't include it in their story. And they it didn't seems even like,
4: ask the most obvious I don't question. think
2: they asked the most obvious question. What was the teacher teaching? And then, you know, let's go from there. So Raj Ray, uh, our executive producer, Hanson, was lucky enough to get her on the phone, and we talked to her. Should we do that after the break, or should we do that now? What do you think? We could take a break. Ah. Oh. Yeah, we probably ought to take a break.
1: Let's take a break and calm down. I
2: we should take no, a break and calm I'm down. No, I'm not going to calm down. I'm going to well, be like like this the rest of my life. Well, if you're if you've listened to this so far and you are calm, you won't be after you hear from the the school spokesperson explaining why it is just unacceptable, unacceptable under any circumstances to you to show a Nazi flag in class, including <laughs> studying World War II. <laughs> anyway, if you want to hear one of these people in action. From their own mouths, what they sound like on these subjects. That is next.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
2: Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. I am going to race Hanson's son, our executive producer's son. I'm going to race him at some point. I have an update on that upcoming match. (laughs) An update? Later in the program. All right, fabulous. (laughs) I challenge
4: other people's kids to foot races. Is that normal? We're going to play for you a conversation we had yesterday with the spokesperson for a Sacramento area school district uh, uh, over the whole Nazi flag in the classroom. Absolutely idiotic flap. If you would like to zap it around to your friends and send them the link so they can hear the utter intellectual and moral depravity of these people, uh, it's at armstrongandgetty.com. It's a, an extra large podcast, I believe. Uh, it will be labeled fairly clearly. You'll figure it out. Again, com.
2: So we're talking about a school. There was a Nazi flag in the classroom. The teacher has been suspended. Uh, we're thinking the the flag was just there to teach World War II, so what the hell's the deal? But we've got well, amidst Ra- a couple of other German flags. Raj Rai, who's a spokesman for the school, is that what you are? Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm the
0: communications coordinator. Is there
2: anything we're missing from this story? Because it seems pretty nutty to us.
0: Yeah, you know, um, the issue that we have here is we have several students concerned about the flags being in the classroom, one of them featuring a swastika, and at least one of those students was a passerby, so they didn't know the context of the flag being there. So
2: why didn't somebody somebody just tell tell them what the context was, and this would be over?
0: It's how, how the student felt uncomfortable. Um, you know, not seeing a symbol of hate on their school campus, a place where they're supposed I'm to be. I'm not, welcome.
2: I'm not trying to be argumentative. We're just short on time mm-hmm. and I want to get the information. Right. So, right. so mm-hmm. why didn't somebody just explain to the student, look, it's for teaching World War II. Specifically
4: or, or, propaganda or and symbolism. Or, and
2: some propaganda and symbolism, which is legitimate. And then the te- then, and then that's it. Why you was, know, like, the, it's, why it's, was it's, the teacher suspended?
0: It could have been a conversation, but once they did hear from one student, they did hear from others, and then had concerns. How many
2: total? We understand it's two.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't. I, I, the investigation is ongoing, which is why the the teacher involved is currently on administrative. But the investigation of what? The investigation into if the flags were used before, in what context, if they were used before. Well,
4: why didn't you uh, just ask the teacher? I mean, that would take literally ninety seconds yeah, it at like, most. Seems like this all
2: could be solved in five minutes.
0: Yeah, uh, we you know we have to go through our processes and making sure that we look at timelines, talk with site administration that may have had conversations with the teacher in the past. So it does take time to gather those details and also talk with students about the impact that it had on them. Of seeing it doesn't
2: matter what the past. impact was on the students. That doesn't matter. They're children.
4: If it's a legitimate lesson being taught in a legitimate way, which, again, now listen, and Raj, with all due respect, we appreciate you coming on. It's good of you, um, and we understand that you don't make the policy, you're the spokesperson. So, the, again, this is not coming after you. This strikes us as anti-intellectual, nearly superstitious kowtowing to the overreaction of children. That's no way for an institutional learning to act.
0: Right. Where we're coming from is there is a way to be teaching these very important topics and history lessons to students without prominently displaying a symbol. You
2: wouldn't you wouldn't want to use the most successful piece of propaganda in the history of the planet to teach about propaganda, obviously.
0: Right. There are other ways of going about it. There's other ways of, uh, you know, sh- sharing history without having the flag in the classroom, making students feel uncomfortable.
4: Interestingly enough, there are real parallels between this policy and the policies of Nazi Germany. There
2: are. There the, really are. Hey, the, we, uh, we appreciate greatly you coming on. And I know we're out of time. So but yeah, thanks. yeah,
4: it's it's uh, thank you. Yes, it was very nice
2: talk. you to come on. Very nice you come on. And Joe's absolutely right. She's just doing her job. Right. Although it sounds like she buys what she's saying. Yeah, well, she's supposed to. That's her job. So that was yesterday. And, uh, boy, rehearing it, there's a couple things that stood out to me. One, it's still hilarious. I shouldn't have used sarcasm. You wouldn't want to use the most successful piece of propaganda in the history of the world to teach a propaganda class. And she says, you're right. You wouldn't. I think it's nice (laughs) that you found common ground. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't get that I was being sarcastic. Or she's just smarter than me and, like, twisted, did a judo act on me. I didn't get the idea. That's the case. Um, uh, I I
4: just love how there was no answer to, why didn't you just ask him? Well,
2: bureaucratic mumbo jumbo jargon, jargon, bureaucratic mumbo jumbo. Well, the thing I picked up this time around uh, that was at the very beginning was, and here's something that we don't see the same way, so it doesn't feel the same way to us. She said, well, a student was offended. To some people, HR... You know, school administrators, whatever. That is, that's, that's the end of it right there. Wait, wait a second. You, you, apparently you didn't hear me. Somebody was offended. Right. Somebody's offended. Right. So we need to launch a full investigation. We have an offended human being here. Everything right. must come to a stop. We have, did you not hear me? There's a human being right here that has been offended by something and we need to figure out what that was and make that go away because we can't have anybody be offended. And they legitimately believe that that's a tenable position for the for society and remember that reasonableness
4: intent none of those things matter if somebody's offended and what's what's absolutely clear is that hr is one of those fields like journalism and education where people of the mindset that they the, such that they get seduced by the woke cult they are 90 percent of that uh that field hr people for whatever reason so anyway but to get back to the the core of the thing Not only is there somebody who thinks that a single kid saying, whoa, a Nazi flag, what's going on, is reason to suspend the teacher. They're in charge. I mean, if it was one person, I would think that's an idiot. But it is the administration at large that is of that
2: mindset. I I was no brilliant high school kid. Ask anybody who knows me, but... I think me and most of my friends, if we saw a Nazi flag in the, in the, in the classroom where they teach, you know, whatever, would have thought, oh, okay, must be using that for a prop or something to teach something. I wouldn't have thought, oh my God, that teacher's a Nazi and trying to recruit the students to, to but, be Nazis also. <laughs> but see, I don't think anybody thinks that.
4: Remember, you're not of the generation that's been trained practically from birth have it beaten into their brain that they should be offended by everything that challenges them. They should be offended and they should fall to pieces. Again, read The Coddling of the American Mind. It's brilliant. It has to, we've taught our children mental illness. And we've also taught them that if they are the least bit offended, they are naturally right. As opposed to, why is there not an adult at that school that say, listen, that's one of the most powerful and evil uh Uh, symbols of of propaganda and nationalism. And we're studying it in the class. That's why it's there. There are no Nazis here. Don't worry about it. And send them on their way. Reassure them. If they're that delicate and they need reassurance, That's a that's troubling in itself. But there was no adult to say that. No, it's fine. He's teaching about Nazi Germany. Be on your way.
2: Not only is there no adult in the school, as far as I can tell from looking at the news coverage, and again, this happened in our own backyard, I can't see any news outlet in... Well, i I'll keep my mouth shut. I almost said something that would have been a big mistake. Um, I, I can't, I can't see any news outlet that looked at that with a critical eye at all. No. They just took the statement from the school. Yes, a student saw a Nazi flag. We are investigating it. There is no place for Nazi flags on right. this campus. No matter the, no matter the class. Okay. That's a dumb, that's a dumb position. Yeah, Um. I, I wish I'd have thought of Sean had a good question yesterday. What if instead of having the actual flag, you'd had a picture of a flag <laughs> or an overhead projector slide of a flag? Would that have made any difference? And if so, why? Or again, the the flag of Imperial Japan. What then?
4: Is that OK? That's not quite as hot as the Nazi flag. It's not so freaking obvious. Everybody knows
2: what it is. It was interesting to hear from from, you know, we've we've followed a lot of stories like this and and, and read their quotes to actually hear from somebody. Supporting the idea of no, 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 no. There's, there's no reason you should ever have that symbol in a classroom. Right. That's her saying, right. That's disturbing. We we are teaching pathologies to our children. Be like teaching English lit, but leaving out Shakespeare. If you're going to teach symbolism throughout history and leave out the swastika,
4: you know, it's not surprising that the kids would be as crazy as they are when instead of the traditional role of the parent, the leader, the teacher, the administrator being to say, no, it's OK, and this is why we're doing it. And, and it's fine. They're saying, oh, yes, yes, yes. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. One overly sensitive, ignorant child was offended. And look, if you're the kid in question and you're listening, you're supposed to be ignorant. You're a kid. It's okay. The problem is the adults not saying it's fine. Instead, reinforcing the fear and the touchiness and the, the delicacy. What are we doing to our children, America? I don't Good know. God.
2: No, well, we we are a we have a diseased mind as a country. We're in a really weird place. Uh, wokeism is one of the scariest ideologies to ever come along, and some of my Favorite liberal thinkers believe that. There's a tsunami of wokeness. Including Sam Harris there, man. Agreed. His podcasts about wokeism are just fascinating. And I think the most troubling
4: aspect of this and, and the most difficult over that the five percent at the furthest out limits of this thinking are in charge of so many communications fields, HR and education. The the where the seeds of indoctrination are sown. That's why it's going to be so hard to fight.
0: Getty.